Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad. I'm tired. It's Christmas party season at school and that's exactly what it's been all day today. Just one big Christmas party. And it's carnage. Your life is so hard. You've spent all day at work listening to Christmas music and eating mince pies. Like I don't. This is tw- two two weeks in a row now. I've had to listen to you talk moan about the fact that Christmas is coming. I'm going to start nicknaming you the Double Podcast <laughs> Grinch. I'd love Christmas, but uh, yeah, I mean, people have parties for their kids and say, "I'm I'm, I'm glad I only have to do it once a year." I mean. This is a regular occurrence. We've got 90 kids and it's it's too much. Colin the Entertainer was not enough to keep them occupied for that long. Right. First question, who the hell is Colin the Entertainer? Second of all, what is his act? Can you please break it down for me? Because this is I don't remember this at school. At school it was like, here's the crayons and the wheelie TV, like I said last week. So I want to know who the hell Colin the Entertainer is and what your school budget is for you to get entertainers in on a Wednesday. Well, I mean, in terms of school budget, your guess is as good as mine because the fuck knows. Is this um, where your pay rise is going? Colin the Entertainer's pocket. Yeah, they promised me more money, but instead Colin appeared and <laughs> I got very angry. Um, yeah, no, but, I mean, it was a mix of magic and bad puppeting and it was, it was very bizarre. Um, very long hair and a very jazzy shirt and some of the loudest Doc Martens I've ever seen. Like, I've, there have been some crazy ones, but th- this guy's Doc Martens were next level. Um, it was a very... I mean, I went to go see an actual comedian last night, and the difference in uh, kind of, yeah, target audience and what they was actually being produced was very, very, very different. I mean, just basically use the word but or poo, and that's it. You've, done, you've smashed it. Is it bad that you just said the word but and poo and me and our guest that is quietly waiting <laughs> just sniggered and kind of went poo, poo, but see this is the level we're working hey, at you're not yeah. you're not really highbrow comedy you're not really making your case any better mate now you've just told me not only have you spent all week listening to Christmas music and eating mince, pie, uh, mince pies you now had a magician appear at school you've had the greatest week ever so um, I'm I'm going to use the term magician very well, loosely here but yeah don't play it down don't play it down but uh, I think anyways People aren't here to listen to you moan about how fantastic your week has been. Scott, <laughs> they're, they're here to listen to a podcast. So um, as part of our introduction this week, Scott, I actually have a quick question for you. Um, Scott, what have you put on your Christmas list this year? Um, nothing, actually. Nothing. Why? Well, no. I tell you what, all I want for Christmas this year is one more amazing guest episode before the holidays. And my God... Santa has made true on his promise this year. Um, in fact, our guest is very experienced in helping people know what they want for Christmas by supplying them with all the information on all the latest sneaker releases and helping them know where to uh, buy them. Usually, our guest is a sole supplier, but hopefully today she's going to be supplying us with stories. Uh, you know her as at Emily Atkins 96 on Instagram. We know her as Emily. Emily, welcome to the podcast. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. That was a great intro. Really, <laughs> really appreciated that. <laughs> Hopefully, I can uh, I can bring some stories and knowledge uh, today. But yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Thank you very much for coming on. I had to try and make that one extra cheesy because I feel as if Christmas brings out the cheese in everyone. So yes, the, these you, you've been really like you've been kind of keeping it pretty subdued yeah. the past few weeks, and yeah, I was waiting, waiting for the one that was going to come back and. Uh, yeah, bring it back up to your usual levels of punnagery. I'm more upset by that intro that you don't have anything on a Christmas list, mate. So this whole, like, you complaining about the week, I take it all back. You've had a bad Christmas. You're having a bad Christmas if you haven't got anything on your Christmas list. But uh, hey-ho. Anyways, Emily, no, we really appreciate you jumping on the podcast with us. Um, we were saying, actually, just before we hit records, that uh, you've been on our target list of uh, possible guests to come on the podcast for a little while. <laughs> that sounds really sinister. <laughs> In the best I'm way. Been com- we've been coming for yeah. you. <laughs> In the best I'm way. Honest. Um, but uh, Emily, we always start these podcasts with the same question every single time, and that is, tell us a little bit more about you. So tell us a little bit about your sneaker history. What was your first memory when it comes to trainers, sneakers, whatever you call them? Where did it all start for you in terms of shoes, basically? Sure. So actually for me, well, it seems like it's flown by because I feel like I'm not an OG, but I'm kind of in the middle and I'm definitely not kind of like this new wave of sneakerhead that's come along right now. So for me, actually, um, my boyfriend got me into, into sneakers. Um, he really wanted a pair of the Black Friday um, Yeezy releases, you know, the, the red stripe, the orange stripe, etc. Um, he was like, oh, like, can you wake up? Can you help me? Like, you have to like, join this page. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll just do it. And back in the day, I sort of like um, was quite good at buying tickets, like concerts were my thing. Social media was my thing. And it always has been, which is why I'm probably in socials right now. Um, so, yeah, I logged in, um, actually caught like, you know, they used to release them at like 11 p.m. the night before. Um, caught a drop and kind of like that thrill of being able to cop a pair of Yeezys that he'd like sold to me that was really impossible to get and I was like oh I got one for you like that was kind of where it all kicked off um and then yeah it was kind of through him like he would share videos with me like the soul supply was just starting um and there was actually one time we were scrolling on Facebook and George who owns the soul supplier was doing um I don't know if you guys remember but he was doing like this live stream whereby he was like blowing up a balloon a massive massive balloon and then <laughs> when it popped it was, basically it was supposed to be like when it popped they would pick a winner of a pair of Yeezys and obviously Yeezys was like massive at this point yeah, so yeah. obviously I was commenting like hoping like trying to win this pair of Yeezys and I just kind of got kind of like emerged it from from that moment uh do you guys remember that I'm not sure it was ages I ago. do you do okay yeah. okay okay um, yeah. And that's when Soul Supplier was tiny. Um, so, yeah, yeah, like I said, I've kind of got like a social media-ish background, but more in like the music and concerts era from when I was probably about 15, 16. Um, and, yeah, kind of just combined my new interest for shoes at that point um, with my experience in social media, um, reached out to, to George from the Soul Supplier and, yeah, the rest is history. So I'm now the digital marketing and acquisition manager here at the Soul Supplier. It's grown like crazy. I've I've been lucky enough to sort of grow with the company they've taught me so much um and they've taken me taking me on that journey really that's quite interesting because like i say you are you are kind of obviously describing that like middle period you are right like when you're not kind of like you said sometimes we get guests on and they're like oh i remember when i was like five years old i saw a pair of air max and i fell in love and then obviously you get some like there's a newer sneaker heads that are like yeah i fell in love with dunks back in 2019 or something exactly you're like i said (laughs) smack bang in the middle there of like when yeezy was 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 first taking off 
Um, yeah, sure. Do, do you do you still have a love for Yeezy? Because a lot of people, Yeezy is a bit of a controversial topic, uh, kind of nowadays, where some people are sure. saying Yeezy is dead, other people yeah. live and die by the brand. Mm-hmm. Seeing as that was the gateway, are you still a Yeezy fan, or have you kind of ventured onto other things? Yeah, no, I'm definitely, I mean, like I said, I started off a Yeezy fan and an Adidas fan boost in general. Um, I think now I kind of don't necessarily buy the most recent releases. Actually, my last, actually saying that, my last Yeezy pickup was the uh, was the Cream V2. So that was still within the last 12 months, but I always I like the Static too. V2. Yeah, it's so nice, right? It's one of my, it was, well, it's my favorite Yeezy release of the year. But for me, I kind of pick them up if they're going to match with an outfit that I'm gonna wear. So for example, in the summer, like my cream V2, my cream 350 V2s will come out. Uh, my cloud white V2s will come out. Uh, so they're more of like a summer shoe for me and I definitely still wear them. But yeah, I mean, I guess Nike is like just dominating in general right now. <laughs> it's funny actually, cause when you said that, like, I mean, I've been before kind of that period of like, yeah, Yeezy hype kicking off. I was very much into like the Adidas terror shoes and stuff, yeah. but it was the younger guys that I was working with in retail that were going mad for Yeezy. Yeah. And I remember that drop very vividly because they were all sat around the computer, yeah. like talking about it. And I was there like, what the fuck? It, like, what is this shit? Yeah. Me there being like classic Adidas. Yeah. But one of the guys that we had um, that would come in and work at the weekends during the week, he would work in a very big, kind of fashion outlet in London and was a personal shopper for some people Mm. and funnily enough had a few pairs of Black Friday Yeezys sat for some of his customers who turned around and said they didn't want them (sighs) so he then offered them to us to which I turned around and said get that shit out of my face I don't (laughs) want them years later that was a mistake yeah that was definitely a mistake because they jumped on them and yeah I mean my one friend he had a pair and he absolutely battered them like holes in them the lot yeah. and i did say to him i was like man do you know how much these go for these days and he was just like oh i know like, i don't with insane. 350s especially like i don't find them the most uh like sturdy shoe necessarily like i'm only gonna wear them in the summer they're gonna get i mean i've only got the light colored 350s two pairs and they mm. they're just gonna get trashed trashed in winter um and the mm. sole wears through like the boost very very easily so like they're not the most sturdy shoe i have to say but yeah during summer like i love wearing them i see i i, I can see a pair hidden behind you but i prefer a 380 yeah uh, they're actually still dead stock um i have an awful <laughs> habit which i'm sure we'll go into i have an awful habit of buying shoes and then i'll be like oh, i'll wear those in the summer even though i've just said i wear my yeezys in the summer and then just, there's something new and then i never get around to wearing them but <laughs> in my head i'm it's like i much. can't get rid of them because i'm gonna wear them at some point well we're talking about trainer habits or, or sneaker habits or something like that i mean you did say obviously earlier that you are currently working for the sole supplier and yeah. one of the questions that i wanted to ask you because i always i'm quite interested with this when um people work in the industry and that sure. is how has your job impacted you buying shoes like whether it's quantity whether it is <laughs> the quality of shoes whether it is like Personally, for us, if we're talking about a shoe on the podcast, that instantly makes me invested and that makes me yep. think, right, I want to buy that shoe because I'm talking about it. I'm doing my research on it. Yep. For you working at the Soul Supply, there must be things that you've picked up that realistically you wouldn't want, but you've worked on it and now you want it. Yeah, it's really funny. So actually, this 
history repeats itself and this happens with every single new employee especially some of the juniors that come through from uni it's you know it's their first salary they're working on shoes um and to start with they're they're immersed in it they are buying absolutely everything and this was me i was buying everything every air force one shadow that came out um i was buying them because i love the color Mm -hmm. i like air forces in general i was buying them like crazy and then it becomes unsustainable in terms of financially and in terms of space because you can't see um for for you guys obviously listening in so right now there's a sneaker wall behind me that what the guys on the camera cannot see is the shoe boxes either side of my room as well you just run out of space right like they're not you can't just fold them up um so nowadays in answer to your question i so i did go through a habit of buying loads um i don't i wear them all so then they're very difficult to sort of move on or you know you can sell them for retail that's fine but but they become more difficult to sell on especially when you're just buying grs now i've realized i can't like even as much as i would love to i can't buy every gr that i sort of write about or you know tell my audience about or our audience about even um and i just have i unfortunately i just have to buy the occasional gr and then any collabs i want to buy or save up for if i don't get them for retail um then that's okay i feel because they're gonna either buy them now or i don't buy them if they become too expensive so grs can wait just because of a space thing um, but I, yeah, I am sort of, I went back during lockdown and saved up and, and chased those older pairs that I didn't pick up when I wasn't in the industry, um, like the older off-white stuff, um, or, you know, I didn't get the unions for retail, so I picked those up and yeah, stuff like that. That's how it is. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it makes complete sense. And you, you were saying um, kind of before we hit the record button, like living in London and things like this, I'm sure living in London, mm-hmm. you probably had the exact same problem that I do myself living in Southwest London. Um, space ain't cheap. And no. <laughs> uh, you, you end up kind of really having to, to, to kind of almost be inventive. Inventive is probably yeah. the right word. Yeah, you have to be inventive in the way that you store your shoes and things like this. And all of yeah. a sudden, little like slots in wardrobes that shouldn't really hold shoes all of a sudden become the perfect shape for a shoe box and yeah exactly really inventive exactly and i don't i exactly and i don't um i don't bin my boxes either because i just feel like they just need if i have to move them off this shelving behind me they just need somewhere else to go and it is easier to stack them in boxes um so yeah the ones that aren't on display right now they're in boxes uh, but also one thing one thing i will always stick by and i would love to tell people this and i'm sorry if this is one of you but I will never put my shoes into a self-storage unit ever oh, no, because no, no, at no, that no. point, at that point, I need to get rid of some. Like A, you, it's costing you loads. B, the amount of horror stories that I've heard of people, you know, having their storage unit broken into like inside job or I just couldn't, I wouldn't want to do that to myself. It's a complete waste of money. And that is not when you've got a problem, but that is when I'm like, that's for me personally, that's too far. No, we've spoken to guests in the past and that's when they're kind of like, yeah, that's when I realised that it's a problem when all of a sudden I'm now thinking I'm going to pay X amount of money per month just to have shoes sat in a concrete box, essentially. like It's not cheap. No, it's not cheap at all. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, hundred percent, I'm, I'm not, I'm not anywhere near that. And I don't think I'd ever get <laughs> to the point of my girlfriend very much is like, we, I've got, I'm quite lucky that I've got quite a big wardrobe in our, our new flat that we live in. Yeah. And, um, the, the rule is as long as they can all fit in the wardrobe, they stay the minute one can't fit in the wardrobe, they go. Yeah. See, I, this is the problem I've got though, is because I'm a size 11, um, my shoe, shoe boxes, boxes are like one fucking suitcases. Itself, yeah. Like, and because of that. It's not impossible. Like I am at a point where, yeah, it is one in, one out. Like if a pair comes in, I've got, I physically don't have the room. We're in a one bedroom place, and yeah, there is no crazy. room. 
and um yeah it is impossible yeah i'm um, lucky and some of the boxes are mad i'm lucky in that sense like i'm a, between a size five and a half to six but again this is another thing you, sometimes you can't get stuff in a size six like it's ridiculously hard mm. so then i end up getting a seven this is a complete side note i end up getting a seven which i then put an <laughs> insole in because sometimes a size six on a resale market versus a size seven on a resale market there can be two or three hundred pounds difference and for the sake of an insole i'm gonna you know i'm gonna save that money i'm sorry like even though people are like how can you be a five and a half and a seven i was like you know you just sometimes have to make it work but yeah <laughs> when, when you get those seven, tri tri exactly. triple socking yeah, exactly <laughs> they're hard they're <laughs> harder to store so i don't know what a uh, size 11 would be like <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah difficult i i, I helped <laughs> scott get because i'm a size nine and i helped scott get a pair of dunks at the beginning of the year and they arrived at mine and I took them out of the box and was like, Jesus shit, this is the yeah. biggest I think I also helped another friend get a pair of the the, the wave runners um oh, nice. on, on Yeezy Day and that was a size twelve. Big boxes of their boxes. Jesus Christ. A size yeah. twelve wave runner was the biggest shoe. I I, I yeah. genuinely thought I'd pulled Shaq's shoe out of a box. Like it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you you guys were big feet. I feel sorry for you, but um, yeah, but uh, uh, <laughs> thanks, guys. There we go. There we go. Uh, I feel like this is like a feel sorry for Scott episode. Like, no, we need to completely change no. this. Your life isn't that hard, mate. Trust my, me. My little support group. But um, but obviously, kind of moving into to, to you working uh, with the uh, with the Soul Supplier, you kind of briefly uh, gave us a little bit of an introduction to your your kind of very technical sounding job title uh, a moment ago. <laughs> But uh, do you mind giving us a, a little bit of a rundown of kind of what your, maybe what a day in the life is when it comes to working at the Soul Supplier? Like, what does your job actually entail? How are you involved in the sneaker scene as part of being in the Soul Supplier? Yeah, sure. So um, some of you may know, some of you might not know. I actually started at the Soul Supplier by volunteering for Facebook groups. Now, we are lucky at the Soul Supplier that um, we even when we had a Facebook group, we were set up quite nicely and partnered very nicely with um, affiliates. And that's how we make our some of our revenue. Um, so I did volunteer originally when the Facebook group sort of wasn't generating anything for the company. It was just like a really nice community. It was a great way to sort of build, um, build the sole supplier as such. And then about six months down the line, I was then able, George was able to pay me a salary um, just whilst I was freelancing um, through uni. And then it sort of grew, grew from there. So that's how I kind of started was volunteering in the Facebook groups. Um, so now acquisition, part of my role is basically getting new members to the sole supplier and the sole supplier website. Um, again, some people might just think it's like, it's just an Instagram page or it's just a Facebook group. Um, but actually we have a site and, you know, there's millions of people accessing that every month. Um, so I, we'll do day to day 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 in a life of um so i start my day um we would have prepped all of the morning's drops the night before um so that's setting up email notifications push notifications um sometimes i help on the twitter front and all of the facebook side of things so that when things drop in the morning or they're scheduled to drop or you know we know that there's a shop drop coming which you guys might not know about and we're ready to push <laughs> we're ready to push that button and tell simultaneously thousands and thousands of people so um, like we say, they never miss a drop. And then later throughout the day, I'm sort of like keeping an eye on everything. So um, we have our ways of sort of like monitoring drops or like we get a heads up from retailers that they're going to drop something. Um, so just sort of like keeping like an always on attitude to like, okay, there could be a restock soon and just have that sort of pinging at the top right hand corner of my screen um, throughout the day. <laughs> um, but whilst that's going on and there's nothing, I work on paid social. And um, for, for those who don't know, uh, Facebook is kind of split into organic, 
um, which is like the content you just post on a Facebook page or you post on a Facebook group. You don't put any money behind that. Um, and then the main part of my role, which you guys probably find really boring, um, is paid social. Uh, so working with our creative team uh, to come up with ads, basically, you know, the sponsored posts that you guys see on um, Instagram stories, on Facebook, that's the kind of thing I do. So put budget behind it, um, see which ads are performing well, um, really, really like analyze the data, um, you know, see which sneakers are you know people are really excited for like we can kind of see in advance like okay we know this one's going to do well and we know that people are kind of fake hyping this because you know it's not getting any traffic or it's really expensive for us to run an ad so yeah that side of things is uh, really interesting and yeah i still you know run the facebook groups really um that's where i started and i don't want to ever let those go <laughs> so i still do, still do that on a day-to-day too so yeah it's various aspects of digital marketing um which some bits are you learned through uni some bits i've been lucky enough to be trained on the job uh some bits i've kind of just picked up on the side so yeah that's that's I it say, don't don't mess around in these facebook groups when emily's around oh, I, I, I i have seen some i've just seen your name pop up and be like uh-uh it's, it's, like, it's funny no, because today. people don't realize that people think that we're literally scanning it all day and i have a great team of like mods who again they're volunteers they do it they do it just for fun and they they have the passion of sneakers and streetwear as well but it, facebook's doing a lot of it for us like it's alerting us when people don't put a picture it's alerting us when someone says something we're not there manually doing it <laughs> um even though yeah people think we are but on the topic of like facebook groups and things like this mm. i think obviously you, you said earlier like the soul supplier has grown just ridiculously over the last however many years and not only that the sneaker scene has grown stupidly over especially the last couple of years with yourself still being involved in facebook groups and things like this how have you seen those interactions with the quote-unquote community change since the growth of both the sole supplier and yeah kind of enthusiasm towards trainers in general yeah i think um so when i started like i say i was in the middle uh middle range not an og it was in the middle but not this new wave now yeah there's still a lot of people who are OGs who are happy to kind of participate in our group. Um, and there's people who joined me when I was in the middle. And then obviously there's the new wave now. And I think there's been a few sort of not rocky moments necessarily, but there's been a few kind of like defining moments for me where the groups have all changed and, and things like that. So obviously you've got Crep City. They're amazing. I'm never going to say a bad word about these guys. Um, they've kind of got like the more OG heads and they used to kind of be like annoyed when, um, I'm generalizing this massively, but they used to be annoyed when the Soul Supply came along. And, you know, we were like, at the, that time, we were like a new kind of group, a lot younger. Um, but now that has, you know, that there's 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 no beef as such. Like we get along yeah, just yeah. perfect. And then on the other side of the coin, you've got a sneaker myth whereby they don't police things as much. Like they let a lot of people in, which is fine. And um, we're still policing things um, all the time and, you know, making sure only the right people get in there. Um, so sneaker myth is sort of more like the general population. So we kind of sit in the middle of a little bit of crap city, a little bit of the general kind of population. In terms of like how it's grown and how it's changed, the defining moment for me was when I started in the Facebook group, I was probably the only girl, the only female. And mm. um, this doesn't happen now. And I'm sure people won't mind me saying this, but I think a lot of guys like didn't like that at all. They hated it. <laughs> they hated the fact that there was a girl kind of i said i guess like running things um and obviously girls weren't really into like sneakers back then well they weren't publicly into sneakers back then there were a lot of collectors obviously uh, who have been around for ages but they weren't participating in conversations like that so yeah i was on my own and yeah guys used to hate it and i think it took you know there were there were times of upset and like 
I used to get really upset about it when people like were being mean to me in the Facebook groups. Um, but then it really, really developed that like, girls started joining, guys were, you know, being so nice and inclusive to, to, to girls and females being in, being in the sneaker scene. So that's one lovely piece of growth that's happened. Um, and I think people are just more like tolerant to, to the newbies coming in now. Like there's no, there's, especially in the Soul groups, there's not really much gatekeeping. Like everyone's super, super helpful. But then we've spent a lot of time like, removing and banning like the bad eggs and, and stuff like that so it is in like a really nice place now where newbies and youngsters can come in and it's sort of like a non-judgmental group so i think we've worked really really hard to get it to that point and i think what you were saying there about kind of more w- women in yeah. sneakers as well like you're seeing so many different pages and groups and things yeah. like this form you've obviously got sneaker sisterhoods you've got women in sneakers you've got herstory in sneakers you've got there's so many different um platforms that are are to 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 raise kind of well to to, to, i don't know if raise awareness is the right phrase for it but just basically to to, basically to just be the voice for women in 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 sneakers because again like i said for so many years it's obviously been a male dominated um industry and it still is really a male dominated industry like that isn't going to change overnight but uh there's it's cool to hear that you've been able to see that firsthand because i'm sure you were right like you said especially not only that like you were running the soul supplier facebook page as not only a woman but a very young woman at that stage as well like you're not exactly old now let alone when you first started doing it so um i I can imagine for a lot of maybe ogs that probably run uh, kind of rubbed them up the the wrong way like you said someone much younger and someone that's a woman but like you say it's cool it's really cool to hear firsthand that, that that is changing Oh yeah, massively. And huge shout out. I'm not sure. Um, hopefully they'll be listening to Julia and Sandy, like the stuff they're doing in their, um, in their platforms. It's just insane. Like I wish I had the time to participate more in it. Like I feel like I kind of did my bit like years and years ago, like trying to bring everyone together. Um, but they've just taken it to, to the next level and the way they're working with brands. And I mean, we've got the sole women's side of things as well. Like we have a whole team dedicated to that too. Um, they're a little bit more quiet like they won't always participate in the Facebook groups but they've got their own platform you know they're still getting millions of visitors a month um, but yeah it's, it's, it's going well and um, you said a moment ago about like when you were doing like the, the paid ads and things like this mm-hmm. like you're able to kind of see shoes that maybe take off versus <laughs> shoes that don't take off as such yeah are there any sort of like standout shoes that you can remember that just absolutely took off like rocketed to success that you didn't expect and are likewise on the flip side of that are there any that you guys at the soul supplier thought were going to absolutely kill it and just sucked i think (laughs) one thing one pack which springs to mind which is the new balance protection pack now oh my god we were literally talking about this the other day this was the most surprising like pack of the year yeah so these um we knew they were dropping and i was like oh like i'll try and get a pair like they're really nice but didn't really see much of an uplift like at all um and they dropped on new balance at 11 p.m they shock dropped i was working classic um caught myself a pair got all the coverage out for it um and they sat there they were sat there for about 15 20 minutes like you could have bought as many pairs as you you wanted to get um and now big sizes of those are like 500 600 pounds like it's it's insane and i think maybe instagram has sort of driven that because people have done some amazing customs on them um people have you know showcased them especially that gray, that gray colorway. Um, yeah, I think that's probably like my underrated kind of, we were not expecting that. The data didn't show that, like, where has this come from kind of thing. Um, and I guess like the one, not necessarily flops as such, but like 
not the fall of the Jordan 1, because that would be wrong for me to say, but Jordan 1s, used, it used to be crazy, crazy, crazy. Now it's not that difficult to pick them up for sort of retail. Um, if you're trying hard enough, especially on some of like the pollen or, you know, the electro orange or whatever it was called, um, we saw like a lot of people were kind of like buying them up in the hope that they would resell. But even now, months down the line, they're pretty much still at retail or under even. Um, so that's kind of like being a surprise for me. But I don't think, I don't, I wouldn't call that the fall of a Jordan 1. I think they've just released more and more and more. And, you know, people might be spending money on mids. The general population might be spending money on mids rather than highs, etc. Um, so I guess that's that for me. But I, I see Jordans in January, I think are going to shoot back up again. Some good colorways coming. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, um, what we were watching the uh, the offspring um, mm. sneaker of the year kind of intro video. Yeah, by, the time, but by the time this um, episode releases, they probably are already going to be halfway through their sneaker of the year thing by now. Yeah. Um, but uh, as of day of recording, I think it was like yesterday they were doing their little kind of like intro video, and I think they were saying that like January is Jordan January. Yeah, and I, think I, I probably... reckon we'll see. I reckon we'll see. I mean, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but in January, like maybe like one Jordan a week. Like at the moment, well, when we're doing it in December, we're doing sort of 12 Yeezys in a month, for example. Um, I think we might be seeing one Jordan a week, subject to delay. So like, yeah, four, four decent Jordans in January. Jordan fans, you better start <laughs> uh, saving those pennies, guys. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, yeah lots of how have you found that in your talking about delays um we were kind of having a little bit of a chat off uh not off camera but before we hit record uh about like this year and how delays have been absolutely crazy like how how does that impact your day to day because i mean you've already kind of explained to us but for some people that maybe don't know the ins and outs of it might look on the soul supplier website might see oh xyz shoe is dropping on friday and then actually it gets delayed by however long yeah. Do you mind touching upon that? Because I think for a lot of people, they're like, oh, this website might be lying to me and actually yeah. is way more than that. <laughs> it's it's so funny because we have, um, I wouldn't know how many like different types of consumers we have, but we have sort of the hardcores and they're on, you know, yep. X platform. We have, you know, the general kind of sneakerhead, but then we also have the people who know nothing and there's nothing against them whatsoever, uh, but they just don't fully understand. Like they don't understand delays. They don't understand they have to enter raffles. And maybe that's, maybe that's our bad. Like maybe we need to put more of an education piece out there for these kind of like, I don't want to call them JD shoppers, but you know, the general, not even the general consumer, but someone who like, is looking to buy their first hype pair of shoes. Um, and those guys are the ones that sort of get the most angry. <laughs> um, but we we get them through our customer service channel and we get them through sort of like Facebook mainly, um, the main Facebook page, not, not our group. Um, but we have sort of had to get better at that. So where we could leave something in a release calendar until the day before and then change it sort of like six months ago, we could sort of leave it to the night before and then make that manual change to say it's delayed. Now we're kind of, because of the, the growth we're having and sort of the amount of people that use our website, we're sort of having to make those calls a little bit earlier. Um, so, you know, like three days before a release, I'll change it to delayed, for example. example or like if, we're, if it's really going to upset someone, then we'll sort of make that call a lot earlier. One example today was the um, MX1 Passer, the black pair. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, like we knew that that was going to be shock dropped. They originally said 11. Yep. It ended up being 12. It hit 11. And our stock status changed it in stock because that was what was kind of like predicted to happen. Um, I chanced it on that one. I just kept it there because I was I was strongly believed that that was going to happen. 
and our customer service channel went like the whole screen was full of your link's broken why is this not happening blah, blah blah whereas like people in the facebook group they will understand that it's going to come at some point um kind of thing so yeah it's kind of like an education piece really like we're trying to be on it but sometimes we just can't like we spoke about the new balance before we came before we started recording like 15 minutes before the drop they pulled it and made it a month later it was like our comms had already gone out by that point like that we couldn't stop it <laughs> so most like 99 percent of the time we can yeah it's yeah, funny it's I, I, was, I was actually saying we were like said the, the pair that we're referring to is the um the the green and black 990 v3 we had it as our i think was it double up or sleeper pick one week scott it was a couple of weeks ago we had it scheduled yeah um and even then like we were saying before hitting record like when we do our double up double down segment every single week and talk about the upcoming releases like we've had to start this year we've had to start putting a disclaimer on our instagram yeah. posts like by the way this might not be true um because i think it was it was due to drop on like a monday or something like that i think it was due like to that, drop yeah. on like it was like i think it was like the 29th of hmm. uh november is that november, right at the yeah, end yeah. yeah right at the end of november it was meant to drop and um my friend rich messaged me just before the drop like it's moved to the 31st of november and i had to be like no no 31st of december <laughs> first of all there is not a 31st of november <laughs> second of all <laughs> yes it has been 15 minutes before the release date yes it did get pushed back a month uh did you pop them no, I mean, I, I saw them on end, but... Um, They're on SNS as well. Yeah, my, uh, the, the listeners will know, because I think I said this last week or something like that. My um, my beloved Ford KA um, died in oh. its recent MOT, so oh. uh, we had to have a little bit of an upgrade, and uh, oh, there no. is there is no sneaker money left in the pot, unfortunately, because oh, no. it all got put into a new car. Priorities, yeah, exactly. it's all good. Exactly, yeah. All good. I've, got, I've got enough shoes. I only had one car. Now I had to yeah. buy another one, so there we go. <laughs> and the good, the good sign is these are sitting. This is kind of like how you can predict what's going to happen. If they're sitting on a retailer, they're probably going to sit on New Balance. Could they end up in the sale? I don't know. I don't want to call it too soon, but... Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, because <laughs> that colorway is absolutely beautiful. It's really nice. Um, it's really I mean, nice. without putting us all on the spot too much, and by all means, <laughs> we are not experts, but Emily, you were saying there, like, actually, there should be an education piece <laughs> or for for new sneakerheads looking to buy yeah. their first hype pair of shoes. Um, I want to challenge us all right now to give one piece of advice to uh, a new sneakerhead. Um for, for like I said, someone that's maybe only ever walked into, I know you said JD earlier, but it could be just walking into any high street sh- uh, shop, whether it is a size, whether it's a shoe, whether it's an office. Um, see if we can come up with like one um, uh, one kind of uh, tip each. And I'll start this off while you guys are having a little bit of a think. But for me, get as many of your friends involved in shoes as you possibly can. It's like the number <laughs> one tip for me. Because I kid you not, more than anything, it's like you are it's you versus a million bots right so like the number one tip for me would be have a good group of people around you even if they're not into shoes just explain the situation to people and be like look (laughs) there is this shoe coming up on friday i'm gonna need you to enter this raffle for me because it's one of those things if like we're in a couple of little like discord groups and slacks and facebook groups and things like this and by god it makes it so much easier like some shoes are just impossible to pick up but if you can have a really good tight-knit group of friends around you that you can say is anyone after this no okay can you throw in a raffle entry for me like exactly. it's, it's, it's all all numbers all numbers at the end of the day rather than your one entry on end which is like the most impossible thing in the world to win <laughs> anyways if you've got five entries on end at least that's five times the amount of entries that you had with just little old yeah. you there 
So uh, that would yeah. be my first piece of advice for anyone looking I mean, to buy uh, their yeah. first pair of hype sneakers. Get a little group of friends to do it with you. Get get some minions. It's, I like that. It's a solid, yeah, that's a solid. I mean, I'm not going to lie, like, I mean, you said about how Soul Supply has grown, and I remember seeing it pretty much from its inception. Was it what, George, Dan, and Chris, I think it was? Yeah. And well literally, like, just seeing those, like, point, them point three in particular. Thank you very much. And then it kind of like them just grow, like how it's grown. But the thing is, it's they they've kind of grown in the same way that popularity of shoes has grown as well. Exactly. Like they've just grown yeah. as people have joined in. So as Matt said, yeah. like if you can, you, there are so many more people now that are into shoes than there were years and years ago. And yeah, you you need yeah. the numbers on your side these days. So uh, so well, yeah, we certainly found it more easier recently that we've been involved. Oh yes. What would be your tip, Scott? If you were to impart your wisdom on on uh, on someone that's looking to get their first pair of hype shoes, what would your piece of wisdom be? Oh. Your nugget of knowledge, as you could say. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like. I mean, kind of cliche, I guess. But I'm just gonna go with buy what you like. Like yeah. the, the thing is with this hype is that's not going to help you get the hottest pair of Jordans. It, it's not. Yeah, but it, the thing is though, you need to look past that hype. Like if you're looking at a pair of Jordans, you've got to think <laughs> like, do you really want that pair of Jordans? Because like I said, there have been so many that have come out, and sometimes you've got to look at it. And if you if you are looking to get into this, I mean this year in particular, if you've thought I really want that dunk. In two days' time, you're going to go, shit, I actually, I really want that dunk. Fuck, I really want, like, it just, yeah. there's so much. Yeah. And I think you've got to say, actually, I do really like that shoe. Like, a couple of years ago, I was buying Jordans left, right, and centre. Jordan 1s, just picking them up everywhere. Sales, anything, pick them mm-hmm. up. And now I've picked up two Jordans this year. And I've worn both of them, like, f- three times each in the past couple of weeks. Like, I just li- love them. Yeah. Um, but I really do like those shoes. But yeah, I think it doesn't matter how hyped a shoe is. If you don't like it, there's no point buying it. Yeah. Um, because you can look at some, like some of these, like some of the off-white pairs, like for one, the off-white Jordan one, people went mad for that shoe. They think it's great everything. I think it's dog shit. So I just, I, I wow. strong words, but I, I really do not like the, yeah, hide the ones up there, but I, I really don't like that shoe. Um, it's just not for me. And, but I know people that spent a lot of money on that shoe to get that shoe just because it was the off-white Jordan and everybody was going on about it at the time. And then people down the line have gone, actually, I don't really wear this Um, because it's quite a hard shoe to pull off, really. Like, there's a lot going on, so... Yeah, it's not really a tip to kind of. I was going to say you've completely it, gone against it's a, the uh, it's, the yeah, task it's a, it's a tip. We were trying, we were trying to, to help spend people. Your money. We were trying to help people, Scott, and you've said, right, I'm going to help you by getting you not to spend your money. All right then. If well, I mean, yeah, fine. If you want another one, just go look at the social There we page. go. <laughs> All right, was that what, what you were waiting for? for? Yeah, I was, was waiting for one well, of you, you two to say you it. I was waiting for one. You didn't fucking say it, did you? I just want to go straight in with the let's have let's have some top tips. Go <sighs> and follow Soul Supplier. I thought I'd tee you guys up for it nicely. <laughs> Jesus Christ, honestly. Um, and you said you were the marketing guy, Scott. Um, but, <laughs> oh yeah, in a past life. <laughs> Uh, Emily, seeing as Scott's uh, taken probably what you... Uh, I can imagine what yours was going to be. You were obviously <laughs> going to say go and follow Soul Supplier. What would be your yes. top tip for someone new? But So that was my top tip, but adding on to the top tip of following the Soul Supplier is if you really want a shoe, 
you need to have your notifications on no matter how like much you're going to be bombarded for that shoe for the notifications for the raffle no matter actually my second tip is be sensible but get a credit card but be sensible with it i want to say i'm not a financial advisor be sensible get a credit card with a decent limit and then you can enter the raffles without it actually touching your actual money you're unlikely to win them more. You might win one, at which case then you then you pay that off straight away. Don't let credit on that immediately. Otherwise, you're letting the credit card company win. So they're my two things. Turn on notifications, get a credit card for raffles, which you pay off straight away if you win. That's for me. That's for me. I'll give you another nugget of knowledge because it, remind, it made me think of it. Just do your research. Yeah, research. I Always think you've just got to do your research. And I, it, it's kind of difficult in the UK because, and I mean, this is one of the reasons that I always that why i started following the cell supply was because in terms of uk releases it is not impossible to find dates for us um yeah and we've had people i mean we've had friends um kind of guests of the podcast that have been in canada and they've said exactly the same thing everything is american based yeah dates yeah price everything um so yeah you you just need to really do your research and in general like I say, Soul Supply has everything, but even then, there are still a few kind of independent stores that are still floating around that yeah. go under the radar, mm-hmm. and you don't even think like about. The I mean, skates, for one, skate stores and things like this, like yeah. make sure, yeah, those. So, if you're into your SBs, you need to be following these accounts and yeah, exactly. find out yeah. when they're releasing. Some, this is the thing. Like sometimes with the Soul Supply, like we we have all the information, but we ha- we do have to curate it because sometimes, you know, like if we're putting a lot of resource into a product page with all of the independent skate short stores that are going to list an individual shoe, but two people are going to benefit from that. It's probably not worth as much of our time as spending time, you know, optimizing a product page, which 10,000 people are going to benefit from. Um, so yeah, definitely like we can do our absolute best, but sometimes like stuff, you know, might go under our radar even, or, you know, we might not, it, it might only be interested to two people. And if you're one of those two people that won that shoe, you know, go off and do the research. It's fun. You're going to, you're going to feel Sorry, Matt. like you've earned that shoe. If you buy, buy something. Matt, Matt will be one of those two people. <laughs> <laughs> happens to me all the time. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I, 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 like you said, it's fun to actually go and find the, uh, the information. It can be frustrating yeah. as hell sometimes where you're trying to find the information and because maybe if it is something that's a little bit niche, it's very, very difficult to find the information. We get this all the time, finding things like Saucony releases, Asics releases, yeah, things like this, Puma releases. There isn't as much information out there, but when you do find that little piece of information and you're able to get that shoe, it's always very, very rewarding. Um, exactly that. Um, I mean, a prime example, kind of information-wise, was the um, Salehe Crocs that came out. The initial information from him himself was they're going to be at size, and we're there like, all right, fine. Not, and then literally, no, no they, a couple. Literally, did, it was like a day yeah, later. He was like, it actually, they're at they're at end. Uh, and it's like even you're putting out the wrong information, and you, like if you're getting it wrong, then. <laughs> Yeah, God, I must admit, my heart, my heart. And that's the thing. Like I explained briefly off, off air, or off, off recording, um, that we will sort of, you know, we'll have the release calendars from like a, a brand or a retailer, for example. But they're not live. Like we'll get them on the first day of the month, and by day twenty, it's all changed. So actually, we don't really have that much of a benefit <laughs> compared to you guys. Um, we, well, we, we always share the information anyway. But you know, there's only we can only share what we've got as such. Sometimes we have to be like super reactive to stuff as well. Thing is, I kind of love and hate what you do all yeah. the same time because I love that I love the fact that the information comes, but at the same time, I'm there like, can you please just not put this out for another anyone. ten minutes while I get my pass? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I feel that. 
<laughs> if you're somebody that kind of does your research anyway, like because pre previously, like before, um, before the Soul Supply even like had all of these like constant channels, mm. like obviously the information was there, but it wasn't like coming out as quickly. Yeah, um, it was great because like if you knew about the Soul Supply and you could kind of look at things, you were like, <laughs> okay, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Now because it's so readily available to everybody. Exactly. It's like if if I'm in the middle of a lesson and then kind of come out on a break and check my phone, I'm like shit. Yeah. Right, this this dropped off an hour ago. When the uh, yeah. when the Patter Air Max is, like I said, from day of recording, the it was the day that, for reference to anyone listening, that the um, the black Patter Air Max released on the the shock drop on sneakers. Mm -hmm. um, like Emily said earlier, they released at midday. Um, as soon as I saw that come up at midday, this is how sad I am, Scott. I instantly thought of you, and I was like, Oh, Scott's missed this one. Um, <laughs> no, I, I got I got in there. I got in there. Not that it mattered probably. I think all of us took L's on that. But um, Stockman Limited, Stockman's yeah, but as, as soon as it as soon as it hit twelve o'clock, I signed up and went. Scott's Scott's missed this. Like straight away, I was like, hundred percent. Scott, he's teaching a lesson right now. He's missed it. Um, but uh, but Emily, th th when we have someone that works in the industry or does something kind of creative or has a bit of a niche that maybe other people might inspire to to work with one day, we always like to ask advice because I think sometimes yeah. using this platform, it's always good for anyone that maybe wants to work in the industry is looking at someone like yourself working for the sole supplier thinking, damn, I wish I could work at a company like that one day. Um, what would be your piece of advice for anyone looking to kind of break into the industry, whether it's in kind of the area that you work in with socials and things like this or, or any other means? Yeah, sure. So there's a few pieces of advice, really. So firstly, set yourself up a LinkedIn profile, even if you think it's not relevant right now, even if you're doing something completely unrelated, set it up and start connecting with people within the industry that you want to be in. And also then start making posts, um, commenting on posts and networking that way is definitely really, really good. Um, in terms of, say, say you're kind of like in college or uni right now, and you don't really know like sort of how to get your foot in the door i would say and this is advice coming from me and i i haven't done this but i would sort of get a retail job in footwear because at the moment say we're hiring for the sole supplier and there's somebody with sort of no experience but they've got they've been working in retail through throughout uni and they know their product it's easier to teach somebody the marketing skills that they would need for the job than it is for the to teach them the product as we found, we found people sort of stick around longer with us or they're more successful in their role if they know the product, but we can sort of teach them the marketing stuff from scratch. So it doesn't necessarily matter if you don't have any marketing skills. You can learn that. We can teach you that. But it is the product side of things. So I would say network, network virtually on LinkedIn, network on, link, on uh, Instagram, network in stores, but also see if you can get yourself a bit of retail experience, even if it's like a Christmas, like part-time temp job. I would definitely <laughs> prioritize that, especially if you're young enough to be able to sort of do that whilst do that, earn a bit of money on the side. It doesn't really like matter. Like you don't have to quit your like full time job. You can do this alongside studying. I would say, yeah, get your foot in the door retail wise and, and really, really know the know the product. This sounded, this sounded good for me. I've, I've worked in retail. I've got a marketing degree. Love that. If you want to, if you want to set up a Bristol office, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> amazing, <I'm> here. amazing. <laughs> Love that. Have we just turned this podcast into a job interview? <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know what? I, I, yeah, honestly, you know what? Before I jumped in, you had to solve a really difficult problem. That's like an interview question, isn't it? 
That's just every customer that's ever walked into a shop, isn't it? You're hired. Honestly. Done. I know. <laughs> sorted. Yeah. Sorted. What? I tell you what, like before though, like before I kind of jumped into teaching and was in marketing, like coming out of uni trying to find a job, like the one thing that I was like, I really kind of want to get into like kind of fashion and footwear and stuff as I was working in kind of fashion at the time. Yeah. But I, the soul supply was one place. I was like, how the fuck do I... Do? But at the time, there was only three people that yeah. were really doing it. So I was like... <laughs> Do I just drop George a message? Like, uh, uh, can I do that? Yeah. Like, how the fuck do I do that? I mean, that? that's actually what I did. I just dropped George a message. And my colleague who is like in my team and we work alongside each other and everything, uh, met George on the DLR in London and spoke to him and got a job. And I just emailed and got a job. So that was lucky. Well, not lucky. I, I mean, we worked hard. but The Adidas event well before lockdown George was there and I kind of saw him at a distance I was like oh shit it's George ah! and I was kind of, but I, I just like hit it I was like a, like a little scared? kid which one which Adidas I did, I did. which Adidas um, ZX the offspring ZX oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah he was yeah he just like yeah I was like third or fourth person in the door and then like as we were getting our stuff like George and a few other people kind of walked in and I was like is that it is, but the problem is everybody's was trying to talk, talk to, to him, yeah. the same people. To, but I mean, just from this podcast, like if you're listening, please don't start bombarding George with DMs <laughs> about getting a job. No. It's different. It, it might not work. It's definitely different now to how it was like back in the day. I guess like I think I don't want to say this as one of the tips, but like one of the tips is timing because if you spot something and you spot an opportunity and you know there's a platform out there that you think you might be able to help with just do it because oh, that's so cliche with Nike but honestly just reach out to them and, and try and get involved because you know you don't you don't like you can't miss out on anything I feel by by, yeah, you, by doing that you don't you don't know until you've done it do you? exactly you don't know what exactly out. you've got literally nothing to lose by reaching out and sending an email apart from five minutes of your time a lot, a lot yeah. of good advice and we can also definitely tell you can tell that the uh, you can tell that the information is legit as well because Emily just said yeah. Nike so you can tell that she definitely works in the industry she didn't <laughs> say Nike like us common folks <laughs> we, get, we get told off so much to say Nike yeah by, especially people that work in in sneakers they're like it's Nike by the way shout, shout out to Aaron who we recorded with the other day like, <laughs> th- th- technically this episode is actually releasing before that episode that we recorded but we started talking about our uh, uh, favorite shoes of the year and i said nike and he actually told me off on the podcast so um, it gets ingrained it gets ingrained into us like if we're having calls with nike i can't be like oh nike <laughs> i have to I have to call it the but that, name. that's when you can tell that's when you can tell that people work in the industry because they will <laughs> the only time people have called it nike on this podcast is if they work in the industry or they've got some sort of like maybe they they were from america or canada or something like that yeah so there we go. I think that's a good opportunity, though, for us to move on to uh, our, our next segment. We've topped it off with uh, some good advice there. So like I said, definitely make sure that like, if you are looking to, to break into the industry, um, listen listen to what Emily said. She's done it before. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> I <try>. um, <laughs> But uh, that does bring us up to our first main segment of the podcast. And this is a segment we call Shoes Rounds. Um, if you're new to the podcast, every single week we spend a little bit of time reflecting on some of the biggest sneaker news of the week and basically just give our thoughts on it. So uh, it's me taking this segment this week. So without further ado, I'll pass over to me for Shoes Rounds. Okay, so Emily, uh, you might not notice, but you've been taken out of the Doubled Up Podcast studio and you are now in the Shoes Round studio. It looks very, very similar. 
but there are Love some that. subtle differences. Um, and um, the first news story that we are talking about, we've got two news stories this week. The first news story that we are talking about um, is Nike, or Nike, as we've just learned, um, yeah. are venturing deeper into the metaverse. Uh, Scott, I didn't warn you about this. Uh, I didn't warn you about this news headline. Uh, I, I decided to throw it in last minute, so I warned. Sure em- I, I warned Emily about it, but I didn't wa- sure. uh, warn you about it. But I mean, let's be honest. We've been talking about NFTs in the metaverse for probably the last four weeks consistently, so it wouldn't be an episode of Doubled Up Podcast without somehow <laughs> us talking obliviously about the metaverse. Um, so Nike have, if you haven't seen this news story uh, as of late, Nike have basically um, uh, recently announced the acquisition. <laughs> Position of um, a company called, I don't know if you're actually supposed to say this or whether this is how little I know about the company, RTFKT. I don't know if you're actually supposed to pronounce it. If I am, sorry if I've offended someone. <laughs> uh, the basically is a company that deals with NFT collectibles. Um, so we have seen over the course of the year and especially the last few months that Nike have been edging more and more into the metaverse with the introduction of things like the Air Jordan 11 recently on Fortnite partnering with Roblox recently um, and it seems to be that they have made another leap forward into joining the metaverse with this acquisition. Now the company RTFKT um, have worked with other big collaborators before including the LA Dodgers, Jeff Staples and Takashi Murakami. Um, So they're not necessarily kind of shy to to working with big names and now they just get to add nike their now new owner um to that long list of collaborators um not much has really come from this other than the fact that there's been the announcement of um the acquisition but scott um i want to ask you a question Seeing as this is the fourth week in a row, I'm sure that we've spoken about NFTs and the metaverse. Are you any closer to selling your entire collection and buying NFT Nikes instead? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm still trying to get my head around it. it all this NFT stuff, like I, I feel like I'm getting it, and then all of a sudden. I realise that I'm completely oblivious. Um, the problem is I quite like wearing shoes on my feet to walk out the house. And unfortunately, if it's a picture, I can't do that. Um, I, as I said, I kind of, I see the value. And in this type of thing, like, again, if it's in terms of gaming and stuff like that, you know, for them being able to sell Jordans, say, as Fortnite, skins and stuff like that you know it's another form of income for them because if they're selling you know genuine or kind of authentic um licensed nike shoes um to for you know for the younger generations in a form that they can actually afford as well because it will be cheaper than you know Mm -hmm. actually having to pay retail or even resale um so yeah I, i kind of get it and to be fair looking at the kind of the promo videos and stuff that have come out you know, the level of detail in them is amazing. Like, they genuinely look like real shoes in these images. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of see more value in this than I do in some other NFTs. Um, I mean, some of the NFTs I've seen are like monkeys made out of 8-bit things that I could have done in my paint class in <laughs> year 10. So, I don't get... 
I'm I'm still just trying to wrap my head maybe around it, and it gets more it gets more confusing every time I look at it. Maybe that's what honestly. you need to be doing this week, Scott. Rather than getting the uh, rather than getting in what's his face the entertainer, you need to get all the kids on paint creating NFTs, and new teachers can earn a, a little bit of extra pocket money on it. But just, is is that unethical to disguise a, a kid's project as basically them making NFTs? I'm sure there's probably a law that stops that. I but I um, don't know. I've, I've I feel like I've used them before. I mean, when we had that discussion about what um, the, this is just an inside some of the conversations we've had, um, which is the best Disney film, um, and we had quite a long debate as to which are the best Disney films. And so I promptly sat my whole class down and asked them what their favorite Disney films was to get the consensus. Wrong, by the way, as well, because none of them um, said Moana. But well, they just went Elsa and Anna, and Elsa and Anna two. That was it. So I mean, you Frozen can see two is yeah. a very underrated Disney film. Like, I'm going to throw it out there. <laughs> Frozen two is better than Frozen one. And if anyone disagrees with me, you know where to find me. We can, we can get their opinion on that. We can get the yeah, but maybe not monetary value, but yeah. okay, we can, we can get some inspiration for designs. Um, I mean, like, I, I, the thing that I the thing about this particular news story is just very interesting that this is a big move from Nike to to actually purchase this company that specializes in this we have seen over the last few weeks that they've been advertising for digital designers and things like this to start working in digital footwear so that there's a big difference between nike actually advertising for someone internally versus buying an a, a company that specializes in this um Emily, what what are your kind of uh, opinions on, on the metaverse are you any more clued up than we are or are you just as oblivious as we are I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not that clued up, but we've had a crazy, crazy busy period right now of like Black Friday and stuff. So it's all taken off way too quickly for me to catch up on, I feel. Uh, So I've like made a commitment to myself, like over this Christmas break, I need to do some reading on it. I need to really, really like absorb it and understand. And the guys at work are really, really into it. They're into blockchain technology. They're into, they went to a Nike event the other day with NFTs. Um, There's some crazy stuff going on. Like I can't, can't say too much more, but um, Nike is not the only brand that's gonna gonna do this. There's well, Adidas, Adidas have already announced, haven't they, on their yeah. um, on on their um, social media about them going into NFTs. They've, I mean, the Adidas original Instagram page has changed its profile exactly. picture to one of those fucking board apes. Yeah, is that what it is? Board apes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so that, that's the massive indicator that they're going to start moving into that space as well. So, yeah. it, it, again, we've spoken about it so much recently that I'm not going to embarrass myself too much more by by mentioning it. I just thought this was very interesting. I felt as if this was seen as we've been talking about NFTs for quite a number of weeks now. It made sense to to talk about this particular news story. I, I may be wrong, and I, I may be thinking of something else. Have Cell Supply got like crypto? people like dedicated crypto people now yeah so uh yeah around maybe like six months ago so we have a dedicated nft and like blockchain guy um he's a legend and yeah i mean it would be as a business it would be stupid to ignore what's going on but we kind of clocked that that was going to happen about six months ago got him in um and yeah he's been working on working on that but great observation um yeah it's all it's all happening (laughs) There's more to come. <laughs> can't say too much more. A yeah. because I can't, and B because I don't fully understand it. Um, so I've left that left that to them. Yeah. Well, in that case, we'll move. We'll, in that case, watch we'll, this space. Yeah, we'll move on to our next news story. But before we do that, shout out the blockchain guy at Soul Supplier. But yeah. um, <laughs> now, I love how that that's just how he's going to be known, the blockchain yeah, guy. The blockchain blockchain guy. Yeah, I don't even want to know his name because if I ever get introduced <laughs> to him in real life, I just want to know him as the blockchain guy. Yeah, but. We're going to move on to our next uh, news story. And again, we are still talking Nike. And Scott, 
I felt as if I had to include this as the very last news story of 2021 because, yeah, like I said, this is our last, not our last episode of the year, but our last kind of usual episode of the year. And in in a year that has been absolutely swarmed with news stories of Nike and lawsuits, I felt as if it had to be like the final thing we talk about at 2021, surely. Like it makes the most sense. Um, so this second news story is Nike versus Adidas, the battle of the knitted shoes, uh, which is way more exciting than any sort of Game of Thrones kind of red wedding or something <laughs> like that. It does sound like a little bit epic, doesn't it? But uh, basically, uh, to put a little bit of context to the news story, uh, Nike have recently requested that the US International Trade Commission uh, block the import of certain Adidas knitted sneakers into the country. Uh, Nike basically uh, stated that a whopping 49 Adidas sneakers using knitted designs and materials infringe up to six different Nike patents. Um, at the time of recording, we haven't seen any sort of like outcome from the request. So by the time this goes live, it could have, we could have known more, but right now we don't. Um, but this could potentially leave Adidas vulnerable to, to, to multiple infringement lawsuits um, over their use of prime knit. Um, now, for anyone that isn't too aware, prime knit as a material is used in a variety of popular Adidas models, including the Ultra Boost, Futurecraft 4D, certain NMDs and more. Um, but overall, I just want to hear both of your opinions on the fact that what do we think about Nike trying let, yet again to uh, lay down the law, this time on Adidas. Emily, we'll jump over to you first, seeing as we started with Scott last time. I don't really think they've got that much leg to stand on because I read the article and um, it only came out a few months after. um, And the technology would have been in development way before that anyway. So I'm not sure there's that much leg to stand on. Also, this this happened in like 2012 and it's only just happening in 2021. Seems a bit weird. So yeah. yeah, not sure much will happen with this. It's it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Because like I said, both both um kind of technologies came out like you said six months apart from each other. I think yeah. Flyknit originally came out in 2012. Um, I don't know whether I can't remember now whether or not Primeknit came out in 2012 or just six months later. But either way, it was yeah. still six months apart. I mean, I have seen a couple of like memes circulating online and things like this where people are basically saying like, oh, Nike are trying to take advantage of the fact that there are supply shortages and they're basically using this request as an opportunity to basically block Adidas's product from entering the market so they can then take over. Yeah. So uh, there we go. That's me kind of talking with my tinfoil hat on. But um, (laughs) but yeah, so that's what I've heard a couple of people uh, say. But yeah, it's just I don't understand why. uh, Apparently, according to the article, Nike did try and put something in similar before, um, but I don't think it was accepted. Um, So yeah, I think I think they're just trying to take advantage of the circumstance and and trying to basically poo poo on Adidas a little bit. But Scott, what do you think about this? It's just petty, isn't it? Like <laughs> it's just like, uh, like I said, I I think it's not Nike have been kind of throwing these around all year. Um, whether you kind of agree with some of the ones that have gone out or not, regardless, they've done it. I mean, forty nine shoes is a lot, and I mean, not gonna lie. I mean, like I say, both technologies, Flyknit, Primeknit, both came out twenty twelve. Like, why are you putting this through now? Um, it's very strange timing. I mean, I just typed in Flyknit into the Nike website 
and in terms of lifestyle and running shoes there's only 58 products which means like 49 competitive shoes potentially they're trying to block from adidas now it might be tinfoil hat but the first thing i thought when was this was nike's having a lot of supply chain issues like it's very well known and we know other companies are but they're certainly if they are they're masking it much better than nike are because nike are pumping out so much and they're openly saying delayed mm. it's all delayed adidas has been one of the ones that doesn't seem to have been as affected like there's still definitely some delays but definitely not on the same level as Nike. So initially I just thought, well, why are they trying to block shoes coming in? Is it because they don't have their products? They're basically saying, well, if we can't have our product, neither can you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm not, I was, it's a bit of a weird one. It is. But then again, nearly all of the lawsuits that have come from Nike this year have been weird. Yeah. Um, they've all been very flimsy and very kind of, kind of petty. Um, <laughs> which is a bit like for a company the stature and power of nike like they they don't really need to do it um good talking I points think... though for that when every time they do that oh, yeah. everyone like speaks that's good pr regardless i mean we do yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally <laughs> every time every week when it comes to this segment it's like right who have nike sued this week either that or like <laughs> if it's a dry week we just bumble on about nfts apparently but uh so yeah. i thought i thought i'd combine both this week hey we'll send the year off properly talk, <laughs> talk love shit it. about nfts and nike lawsuits <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean hopefully we get to see a little bit more of this in the future it'd be interesting to see what the outcome of this one uh, will be and i'm sure we'll probably be reporting more uh, on this story uh, in future episodes and i always like saying i'm going to report more in future episodes because it makes me seem really official but um, <laughs> i think on that bombshell Which guys we're out of news. Okay, so Scott, um, just because I was finishing off the segment, don't pretend or don't think that I didn't hear you making that horrible comment that I'm not professional. I'm a very professional uh, news anchor. Thank you very much. Sorry, yeah, professional. For God's sake, I knew as soon as I started, I was like, he's going to jump in. He's going to pull that. Shit. Anyways. Now I will be the professional and move on to our next uh, segment. Um, and this is a segment that we like to call Double Up, Double Down. Every single week, we take a look into our crystal ball and have a little look at some upcoming releases. We pick a shoe that we like, a.k.a. a double up, a shoe that we dislike, a.k.a. a double down, and a shoe that we think is going to fly a little bit under the radar, a.k.a. a sleeper pick. Uh, this week, it is Scott taking the segment. So I'll pass over to Scott for Double Up, Double Down. Thank you very much. Um, Christmas week is an interesting one for releases. Um, there's bits here and there, but the one that caught my eye and it's caught my eye for quite some time is the Nike SB Dunk High Medium Grey, which is the double up for this week. It's a Dunk High. People, for some reason, people love a Jordan High, but not so much the Dunk Highs. They don't quite go mm -hmm. the same. I know they're a little bit chunkier, but... I just think the colorway on this is just really clean, really nice. It's just really well done in terms of dunk colorways. Um, yeah, there's there's been a lot. Um, I think that's probably putting it quite loosely, to be honest. But um, yeah, I think a lot of the colorways have been 
people have gone, oh yeah, this is really nice. And then I've thought to myself, basically what they've done is gone and used Nike ID <laughs> and just produced their own shoe. Because yeah. they, they're very similar. But this, the quality looks good. Um, colorway looks like nice grey suede leathers um, with hits of sail and white. It's just simple. It's just nice. Um, and that is simply the reason why it's the double up for this week. Emily, what are your thoughts on this shoe? Are you much of a dunk high person? Yeah, I'm a dunk high and a dunk low person. SB, non-SB. Um, it's nice, but it's one of those where like I can sit it out because there's just so much coming. Like I like a lot of colour in my collection. This one maybe is a little bit too plain for me, but can definitely appreciate it. But I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of falling on the same here. Um, I'm. I can appreciate that this is a nice color. Like I said, there's nothing to go wrong. It's 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 grey, white, cream. I do really like the fact that on the tongue and on the heel, um, you've got the nice pop of pink and blue for the Nike SB um uh, logo. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 a very um inoffensive shoe. Um, yeah. by all means, I think even if I was a Dunk fan, I wouldn't be going crazy over this because again, I think this is something that you could probably pick up an alternative yeah. probably in a, a few weeks time, if not a couple of months time. Yeah. So it's not something that I think is, is, is groundbreaking, but I can appreciate that, uh, it's, it's, it's a nice looking, um, shoe. Scott, when does this one release yeah. again? This comes out on December 20th, um, according to a sole supplier. So just. These are the dates. They're there. They may move. They may not. That's that. We're just we're putting that out there now. But it's, um, it's my, yeah, it's I, my I, fault. It's wrong. So there we go. There we go. We, we didn't want to but say it. We're I'm, waiting for you to say it. <laughs> scooting around it, but I get it. Like it, it's it's very it's inoffensive. It's a nice shoe, but it's not one that people are going to go mad for. It is an SB dunk high though, where and in terms of quality, like people have kind of been very skeptical on the sp um quality of like the mm. dunk lows and the dunk highs this, this is sp i'm assuming it'll be very good quality yeah. um, also do you not think this but, will sleep because of it like if you look at things like the un if potentially you like the un, is it the undyed or unbleached pack i don't know whether it's undyed or unbleached but the one that's basically like white yeah. and cream like that sat at mm. a few skate shops like i could see this being mm. some i could see this being something that releases on the 20th of december and it wouldn't surprise me if you could just walk into your local skate shop in the new year and pick one up uh, maybe maybe yeah. not full size run, but I could see this like someone being lucky with their Christmas money, walk into their local skate shop and pick a pair up. Um, That's what people want, though. I mean, people yeah. want dunks to be accessible. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, normally a dunk high would be go to my sleeper pick because you know, in general, if it's a low, it'll fly. But the highs do kind of sit a little bit. But in terms of releases that week, at the moment, there's nothing kind of crazy. Um, hyped that's coming out so we'll leave it that but we will move on to the double down um, and this is a shoe that's also released on the 20th but also a shoe that I have always had very very mixed feelings about and that is the Yeezy Boost 700 minivan this time in the metallic colorway it's a Yeezy Boost 700 with the kind of the strange i don't even know what to call that material um it's almost like a neoprene sock type thing um on the top with kind of in this time in a metallic silver colorway with the big 700 lettering down the side um black midsole black hits 
it's just it's one of those shoes that I think the material on this always lets it down and I'm never the biggest fan of big branding on mm. a shoe like that and I like a 700 I like what they did um v1 v2 v3 but these they're just I've never quite like I know people absolutely rave about them um and some people actually love them but my God, like if you don't get the perfect size of this shoe, the upper material is just so weird and creasy and yeah. looks very bizarre. I feel like this is one where you need to go almost half a size down just to kind of fill the shoe out. <laughs> so, no, for me... When, when does is, it release? This is not one for me. Were you not listening? No, I wasn't, sorry. I, actually, to give you a little bit of an insight, Shocking. I got a notification that my car insurance company's charged me twice, so I'm actually <laughs> trying to work out why the hell £900 has been taken oh, out of my man. bank account. But um, Well, if you get that money back, I'm sure you could try and buy this oh, shoe. Yeah. It is coming on the 20th, okay. the 20th of December. Okay. Well, I mean, normally we'd, we'd pass over to our guests, but seeing as I've clearly been an idiot and not listened, I'll give my two cents in now uh, to try and maybe redeem myself, but probably not, because, Scott, we, you, you, me, and a good friend of the podcast, Ryan, Ryan, um, I've had a couple of conversations um, recently that um, I'm a changed man. I'm a changed man. Um, and for some reason, for someone that began the year not liking anything of any sort of hype whatsoever, um, being very, very anti-Nike, um, not liking any Yeezys whatsoever, has finished the year with his last three pickups being Nike shoes and wanting to buy a pair of Yeezy 500s. So God knows what has happened to me. I actually quite like these. Oh, piss I'm off. sorry, but I of quite course, like it's... them. Look, it's a you love runner. a tinfoil it's shoe. A it's not grey, it's silver. Yeah, I mean, I'm not being funny. I'm looking at the pictures. It looks pretty grey to me, mate. Um, Metallic. It looks pretty grey with some silver on it. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I think the shape of the 700 minivan is quite a nice shape. What I don't like is when they go too funky with the upper. Like, I don't like the bright blue ones, the bright orange ones. Like, the ones that this, for me looks fairly inoffensive because it's just a grey and black runner. Like, yes, the material might be a bit funky. It's not something that I'm going to buy. But I'm looking at these pictures and I'm thinking, yeah, this is something that looks all right. Like, I can't see anything that's too horrific about it other than the fact that the material's a bit funky. But, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't, the, I don't see big, a problem with the it. The big metallic 700 down yeah, the side I'm, doesn't put you no, off. No, not at all. I mean, you're, you're talking to someone that has an entire shoe made out of tinfoil. I'm pretty sure I'm okay <laughs> with the fact very that... Very good point. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be okay with the fact that it says 700 in silver down the side of my shoe. Um, but no, I quite like it. Again, it's not going to be something wow. that I'm going to buy, but I ain't mad at it. Controversial take. Um <laughs> Emily, what do you reckon? I don't know. I don't know what's happened. Yeah, I mean, I like a 700. I like a Yeezy, as we've spoken about. I actually don't mind the the overbranding that much. Like, I I could rock that. But don't forget, my overbranding is going to be smaller on my size six feet. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's like a billboard. (laughs) Exactly. So maybe maybe for small feet, I could get away with this (laughs) a little bit more. Um, But yeah, no, I'm not going to buy it. It, it, they, They do seem a little bit cheap to me um in hand like the upper seems a lot more cheap than the more premium like normal yeah. 700 um but i'm not mad at them i just won't buy them I, I, I know what you mean about like kind of value though like yeah. sometimes you feel like the 700s you get them and you know there's a lot of paneling and you can kind of see where the price point can kind of come Definitely. from um but with these yeah they i open them and i do not think they're a 180 pound shoe no they're it's a lot of money yeah i feel that i feel that but on that, we will move on to the last 
um, pick of the week, the sleeper pick, the last sleeper pick of the year. And I'm really glad it's a forum. I really am. Um, the sleeper pick is the SNS times Adidas Originals Forum 84 low. I mean, on first glance, it looks like an all white leather um, Forum 84. Um, and it kind of is very premium. Um, lots of kind of really high end quality leathers, faux snakeskin elements, suede accents, and gold foil branding. Um, it's very similar, and it was designed to be very similar to the Friends and Family one that they released um, mm. earlier in the year, which obviously quite a few retailers did. We had the End Foot Patrol. It was the, the Friends and Forum packs, wasn't it? Yeah, where it was like 300 yes. pairs um, for each retailer. Yeah, um, all of them are kind of very good in their own different ways. But this is, it's almost like a kind of a more accessible version of that shoe um, to regard. And. I love a forum. Um, I think they are insanely comfortable, um, and the eighty fours in particular, quality for the price point is just amazing. Like it for a shoe that retails around kind of between eighty to ninety pounds. Like it's just so well done, um, easy to get, and yeah, these just look really clean, really nice. Um, yeah, just a, a really well done, beautiful shoe. Emily, we'll we'll throw over to you for this one first. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with a forum. I have a, a few forums myself, the Ivy Park ones, Offspring ones, just like general ones. Um, and I I just really like wearing them. And I think SNS, they're such a good store. Like what they're doing now with their collabs, with their clothing, with everything. They smash everything. Doing. Everything they touch yeah. turns to gold. Even I have to say, um, going slightly off topic, but even their store experience, like their store staff are so friendly and they're they're always like just chatting away and everything and i looked at a job description there and they actually don't they actually require like the the employees to like make that connection with people and it, it like says make a connection with customers that, that are in there all the time and and things like that but yeah i just think the way that the way their store is going how friendly they are it's kind of making me want to buy the shoe like because i like the mm. store but the shoe their shoe is nice as well I mean the the shoe. I mean the description on the SNS app literally is to, all it talks about is community yeah. and participation across their locations as well. So the idea is they want you to buy this shoe and kind of go to their stores and kind of participate in whatever they've got going on around well, kind of the world within their stores. So yeah, SNS is. Um, it's kind of really pushing that community feel, which is, I think, now more than ever. And like I say, talking to some of the guys at Offspring, like the the ability to bring people together now in events and things like that is a big one. So for me, I think this is a really nice way to end the year um, yeah. in terms of a release. I like it a lot. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Um, I was actually talking to uh, the guys at the Grail Circle the other day about this, and basically our whole conversation was just, oh my god these are amazing i know aren't they yeah they're so amazing like there's literally the entire conversation was us just basically drooling over this forum and also just absolutely shouting out sns like obviously emily you said there about sns and kind of the, the store experience and things like this uh, someone asked me the other day actually because if you look at my instagram and a lot of the shoes that i have a lot of them are collaborations with uh boutiques and stores and mm -hmm. retailers rather than necessarily designers that like, i don't have i think other than maybe 
a Sean Weatherspoon shoe. Um, and yeah. if you're, if you're going to consider it an Amy Leondor shoe, like you could kind of argue that Amy Leondor is more of a designer nowadays than a retailer, but it is primarily yeah. a, a retail brand. The majority of my collaborations are from retailers. And I just think it's because retailers are able to really tell a story and they really are almost out to prove themselves. And I feel like yeah. SNS of a hundred percent, like, yes, of course they've done not just 2021 isn't their shining year. They've had years and years and years of amazing collabs. But I feel like this year they've absolutely, everything they've touched has turned to gold. Like I said, this shoe, absolutely amazing. The Reeboks they did earlier in the year, absolutely amazing. Um, the New Balance 574 that came out recently, smashed it. The 920 yeah. they had at the beginning of the year was one of the greatest shoes that, that, that they, we've seen this year. And it released in like January. Um, mm. I just think that well, SNS like. have absolutely killed it. And this shoe is just, yeah, phenomenal. Like I say, it looks premium. You can see that it is yeah. premium. And it's just a timeless look. It's a classic shoe in a classic colorway. Like it's white and sale and gold. Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah. Mm. What, what I love about what SNS have done, I mean, this has turned into a bit of an SNS loving, but, you know, yeah, whatever. Shout out <laughs> They've, um, yeah, I mean, the the one thing that I love, and like I said, I don't, I'm I'm not really kind of very privy to how these kind of whole processes work, but the shoes that they've worked on are not shoes that you would expect somebody to work on in 2021. The 574, the 920, the Forum maybe not so much, but they're all, even now, like towards Reebok the Classics. beginning of the year, the Forum was kind of a big thing and people were really going for the Forum. At the end of the year, it's kind of dropped off. And realistically, you've got some people talking about Bad Bunny um, shoes mm. coming out, but the forum is kind of it's gone a bit quiet again but for them to bring out something like this it's good and like i say i mean the whole point is it's kind of a bit of a an accessible version of the friends forum pack so it's like well okay you didn't get this shoe but here's a shoe that is just as good they, they are um, the only retailer that has done that like i said i mean no again no knock on any of the other retailers they've got their own projects to deal with but if they're saying hey we have the opportunity to do a second forum and we're here to give you kind of give a more accessible version because again it's not a coincidence adidas would have approached all of these retailers and say hey we have this idea of doing super limited runs of forums it's not like all of these retails uh, retailers got together and said can we all just do 300 pairs of really exclusive forums like that was obviously pitched to them by adidas so the yeah. fact that sns have then said you know what we couldn't do this earlier now we're almost making up for it i think that's a really cool way of doing it again no knock on any of the other brands that haven't done this but I think this is a really, like you said, a really cool sentiment that they're saying, actually, we want to give back to, to, to other people. So, yeah. Exactly. And the price the price point on these, right, is like under £100. It's <laughs> it's easier to just, rather than a Yeezy that's going to cost double that, yep. or even more than double that sometimes. Yep. It's nice to, yep. nice to support these things, I feel. I'm also glad, yeah. just to throw it out there, we all agree on this one. Yeah. There we go. We're, <laughs> we're all in yep. harmony. We're all in harmony. Oh, harmony? Yes. harmony. I can't speak England today. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah no it's uh, it's just great so yeah that's it that's not bad yeah i was gonna say i mean i'm still not convinced by your love of a tinfoil shoe again but you know we'll save that for another day but i'm um, always here to give the 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 um your change I'm, I'm, I'm just here to add a little bit of spice to the podcast i'm here when everyone when everyone thinks i'm predictable and thinks i'm gonna hate something 
I like to make incredible U-turns and then all of a sudden fall in love with it. So that, I'm just, I'm just, hip, I'm just here to, yeah, I'm just here to keep people on the edge of their seats. But um, seeing as we've we've finished up with uh, double up, double down, I do just want to remind everyone that this segment is in connection with tidy underscore tie dye. Um, if there are any of the shoes uh, that you like this week and you think eh, maybe I fancy buying a tinfoil Yeezy 700 minivan, uh, then you can go and check out what Mike and Alex do and uh, get a pair of socks that is going to match any of the shoes block colors tie-dye colors bleach colors the lot so mike i didn't forget this week there's your shout out um but emily um we're going to move on to our last segment of today and uh you've almost made out alive um you've got past shoes round you've had to you've had to listen to my stupid jokes and me making a fool of myself for this entire episode but there is one challenge left in front of you and that challenge is the rotation game Okay, Emily, so this is, like I said, your final hurdle of the podcast. For anyone new to the podcast that has no idea what we're about to do, every single week we have a guest. We do a deep dive of their Instagram. We pick 10 shoes that they either own, previously owned, or have just photographed on their Instagram page. We put them into a series of 1v1 battles for our guests to come up with a five-day rotation. So shortly, Emily, I'm going to present you with each round of these uh, kind of from these 10 shoes you just simply need to pick which shoe you want in the rotation do you understand the rules of the game i think so perfect hopefully i've made this a little bit harder than one of the last guests that we had because the last couple of guests have walked through this without any sort of issues and i always like watching our uh, guests squirm a little bit here so if you want to just like play up to it a little bit emily that'd be great um, yeah all good all good my shoes are like my 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 non-existent kids so uh oh, picking sweet. There we go. perfect all right well round one um i'm going with two air forces that um i'm kind of jealous that you have and i don't because again i'm not huge into air forces but i can really appreciate that they're a classic silhouette and some of the colors are absolutely amazing um for round one we are going with the kith times nike air force one tokyo versus the stussy times nike air force one fossil okay they both have stories behind them uh well not really but kind of i'm gonna go i'm gonna do i, I choose the one i'm gonna rock in my yeah, rotation the, the one right? that you want in your rotation mm -hmm. the one in my rotation I'm the other one gets burnt to a crisp. i'm sorry stussy the stussy is actually still dead stock so i'm gonna have to go the <laughs> kith air force one japan um i'm gonna keep that in my rotation lock it in there we go i mean that's you have i was i genuinely i looked at this round and i knew there was going to be a kith nike air force one in this round <laughs> originally i had the paris and then yeah. there's a reason why i took the paris out which you're going to find out in just a moment oh god then i put the hawaii in and then i was like yeah but the other one's so good as well and i kid yeah. you not i was stood there for 10 minutes and i typed out <laughs> i typed out japan then deleted it hawaii deleted it japan deleted it hawaii because i could not decide like all three <laughs> of those shoes are some of the most perfect Air Force Ones I've ever seen. Like, it's just yeah. amazing. I almost Ronnie like killed it. I almost like don't need all three, but then I, I oh, got yeah, one have, like, and yeah. then I managed to get the second. And then I thought, well, now I can't not buy the Hawaii one. And so yeah, Ronnie yeah. needs to stop opening shops because now I'm just going <laughs> to have to buy every single one. Next time we do this, there's going to be just one of those, uh, yeah. yeah, one of those shelves on the sneaker wall behind you, just dedicated to to, to Kith Air Force Ones. Yeah, but yeah. Um, th there's a there's a reason why 
okay. I didn't pick the Paris because we're now going to move on to round two. So round one is the Kif Nike Air Force One Japan. Um, so yeah, the the second round is seeing as this year uh, we have seen an influx and uptake in Jordan One lows and mids. I thought we'd have a battle of the lows and mids, being okay. the Air Jordan One Low Paris. Didn't want to double up on the Paris. Love that. Versus the Air Jordan One Mid Milan. Love that. Cool. Well, I'm going to say, and this might be controversial, but I find Jordan One Lows very similar to Air Forces, and I'm an Air Force girl. So I'm going to sack off the Jordan One Low Paris, and I'm going to keep the Mid Milan in my rotation because those colours. I just they're just so nice and i think that might have been the turning point for mids you know you know like everyone like hated them and then suddenly this mid came out and now people don't mind wearing them anymore there was a couple of mids that they're year so weren't there good. like it was the the, the yeah. fearless that was it the fearless pack that had like yeah a the of fearless mids? ones yeah, fearless pack ones. yeah. yeah. the ones with they appear watches. A lot. Yeah, yeah 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 and then obviously that came out like they all came out in the same year didn't they and all of a sudden it was like the turning point that a couple exactly of these really that. cool a couple of these really cool like themed or collab shoes yeah. were done in mids and everyone started kind of going not everyone there's still a big hate for mids but a few people kind of went I don't mind a mid actually nike so, nike know exactly what they're doing i have to say though i'll give it to you girls can rock mids slightly easier mm. i think they do suit the female more yeah. the shorter leg i think but they're still final yeah, guys if, nothing wrong with it if, if i'm picking a pair from either half like it, she like looks towards the mids more than the highs yeah. like if we're looking at a wall she's yeah it's too high yeah. um yeah the mids are better but those those milans are stunning they're so like nice. I, I was so jealous <laughs> that i managed to pick up a pair and they weren't my size Aww. so yeah they're good very good they're really nice well there's just another situation that apparently we're feeling sorry for scott today um where's your fart? where's your small violin oh, honestly <laughs> but uh seeing as you said at the top of the show that one of your entries into to sneakers was, was Yeezy. only makes sense okay. for us to uh, have a little bit of a Yeezy round. And like uh, digging through your um, Instagram page, Emily, there was a post where you had the Yeezy 700 V1 Wave Runner yeah. versus, and I'm not entirely sure, I'm not, you can tell I'm not really much of a Yeezy fan, I'm probably going to butcher this, <laughs> the Yeezy 700 V1, is it the Inertia? Yeah. Inertia, yeah. yeah, and you basically had on your post which one would you take, or would you take the Yeezy 700 Vanta that was coming out? So my question to you is, which one are you going for, the Yeezy 700 V1 Inertia or the Yeezy 700 V2 Vanta? You know what? I actually I loved that. I love that pair. And I'm talking about them in past tense. I loved the Inertia, and. They just got dirty, like, super quick. Um, so I actually traded them out for a pair of off-white vaults and some other stuff. Um, but the Vanta, I'd never had. Um, but I probably would buy them now. My old self wouldn't buy them. My new self probably would buy them. But would I rebuy the Vanta? Sorry, would I rebuy the Inertia or buy the Vanta? Mm, I'll pro- I'm probably going to stick to Inertia for that one. Okay. I love the inertia. Oh. They're they're a Yeezy that I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm not of sure why I got. I'm not sure why I traded them out. That's. 
That's because I'm mean, not gonna lie, it's a decent trade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I gave some other stuff as well. I think I overtraded, but hey, you win some, you do some. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, okay, cool. So the Easy 700 V1 inertia makes it through. Um, next round, we are going with uh, another Air Jordan 1 round. We are going nice. for the Air Jordan 1 in the uh, UNC patent leather colorway. Yeah. Versus the Air Jordan 1 uni blue we are going for two jordan ones that are bright blue i can hands down give you the easiest answer in the world on this go for it the patent um blue chills were the most uncomfortable shoe that i ever owned ever <laughs> and i'm worried that people are going to get really hyped over the breads and they're going to be the same because i couldn't wear them they were so uncomfortable so they're going straight in the bin the unc takes it for me so we're going for the, the University Blues yeah. this year. I, yeah, okay. definitely. I tell you, the, couldn't, even the wear, with, couldn't even wear the pattern ones. The problem with the pattern ones is they're like, they don't wear well either. Nope. Like we were, last time I was in London, um, we were going up to Selfridges and um, there was a guy walking around in the Fearless um, pattern Jordan ones mm. and... They they, they were worn. They just looked awful. They just looked really dirty and yeah. disgusting. That's they my didn't worry look... with the the pattern breads. I'm gonna sit those out. The, the pattern breads. They're not. No. Yeah, they're they're not. No. They're not it. I think on that one, they they know what they're doing, but yeah, they are. They're not comfortable. No. Um, knowing from having no. pattern Jordans before, and they just a couple of times, and they crease so horribly as well. Yeah, it's a pass. It's a pass me. from me. Well. Nice easy one then. Well, I'm hoping, yeah, very... I'm hoping that the last one isn't going to be an easy one for you because we are going with um, final round. Off-white Air Jordan 1 Chicago versus off-white Nike Air Force 1 University Gold. That's my hardest one. <laughs> so I paid resale for them both. Yep. Mm-hmm. But there's one of them one of them is going to top it because the quality is insane on them versus the, so, so the Jordan one uh, off-white Jordan one, Chicago, the quality on that toe box, like you, it's like shredded and they're like a grand, well, they're probably more than that. Like a two grand, three, well, they're really expensive um, shoe. And if I'd got them for retail, then I'd go for those. But having paid resale on both of them, the university gold, the air force one university gold, is better value for money because when I put those Chicago's on, I feel like my like foot is going to like go through the toe box. <laughs> um, whereas the university gold, like they're a different level of um, leather. They're like, not like the other um, off white air forces. Yeah. That have released They're the same leather as the other complex com ones. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have to keep in my rotation, the off white air force one university gold. Well, to give you a little bit of a breakdown, Emily, of what your five-day rotation is going to be. I, I just want to say, I've just checked the price of the Chicago yeah. uh, Off-Whites on StockX. Have you had them any yeah. My size, just slightly. I mean, the um, lo- the highest bid um, is four and a half grand. Yeah. The lowest ask is seven and a half. Yeah, I mean, um, luckily, uh, like I, oh. I did buy one thing post-Virgil passing, um, but luckily I... I'd agreed the price before that unfortunately happened and he kept the price, yeah. which is great. Um, now these are all so unobtainable. Yeah. Like, I mean, th- those university golds last time I looked were, I mean, they were, they would in my size, they were around like seven, 800 quid and now they're 
um, 1,600 yeah, pounds. Exactly. Madness. Size. Madness. Like a grand is oh, crazy. Me. Well, <sighs> while Scott recovers from his minor heart attack, uh, Emily, I'll just let you know what your five-day rotation is then. So your five-day rotation, which I don't know if you read the contract, but you have to wear these. And like Scott said, you have to burn the <laughs> yeah. others. Amazing. Um, so yeah. uh, we have the Kith Times Nike Air Force One Japan. We have the Air Jordan 1 Mid Milan. The Yeezy 700 V1 Inertia. The Air Jordan 1 High University Blue. And the Off-White Times Nike Air Force One University Gold. I feel like that's a pretty, first of all, that's a solid rotation. There's a lot of heat in there. You have the comfort of the 700s if you need a long walking day. You've got a couple of different kind of leather shoes. So if it's raining, you can rock a couple of different pairs. I, I, I feel as if you've got a bit of color in there. That is a pretty solid. Yes, I've ended up with a good one. Yeah. You've, you've, you went pretty easy as well. Like, I mean, I know what we can see on the wall behind you is very different to what's kind of... <laughs> what we've seen but i mean yeah. even that some of the some of the shoes that are on that feed like yeah some, some you of didn't, them you didn't even them, touch travis yeah, some of them we've already done <sighs> like we've, we've, we've done a lot we've done a lot of travis battles this year we've done a lot yeah. of off-white battles this year like the obvious ones where it was like off-white jordan one versus off-white jordan one i was like let's mix it up a little bit i think you're Love the only that. person you're the only person that's come on the show that i actually think has the university gold air force one so i was like right that's straight in there <laughs> But, well, um, Lorenzo's well yeah Lorenzo yeah but oh, we didn't do the rotation game with Lorenzo um, oh, but uh, but anyways uh, Emily that brings us to, to the end of your time on the Doubled Up podcast I do just want to say thank you so much for being our final guest on our kind of usual episodes for, for 2021 thanks for having me and uh, yeah hopefully we haven't uh, taken up too much time of your evening and uh, no, I had and a great time good. good that's what we like to hear <laughs> really good well if it's okay with the two of you then I'm just going to quickly close the episode out and say thank you for listening to the Doubled Up podcast remember if you like this episode leave us a five star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family make sure you follow at Doubled Up Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Doubled Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page you can find me Matt at SWSneakers underscore on Instagram Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you. You can find me at underscore sneaker teacher. And Emily, we're rolling the red carpet out for you. Where can the listeners find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at all hours of the day, but you can find me on Instagram <laughs> at Emily Atkins 96. <laughs> And, <laughs> you'll know where she is uh, on Facebook she's telling, so, she's telling somebody off <laughs> yeah, she's, she's telling someone that they've broken the rules and of course make sure that you go and follow <laughs> the Soul Supplier on all platforms but uh, thank you very much guys speak to you next time goodbye thank you bye see ya